listeners. I'm Joni B. Cole, host of Author Can I Ask You? In each short conversation, I ask a writer a non-writing related question that lets you and me get to know them just a little bit better as a person. I'm an author myself, so I'm always looking for an excuse to ask the odd questions. Let's get started and meet today's guest. Today, I welcome Jeff Cohen, author of not one, but several series of funny murder mysteries with titles like For Whom the Minivan Rolls, As Dog is My Witness, and A Night at the Operation. Jeff has won accolades for both his novels and his short fiction. To name just one honor, Library Journal named his book Written Off as one of the top five mystery novels of the year. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Joni, nice to see you. Jeff, I'm gobsmacked by the number of stories you've written, both under your own name and your pseudonym, E.J. Copperman, whose name appears on your brand new series, The Jersey Girl Legal Mysteries, with the debut title, Inherit the Shoes. Most impressive of all, your many books manage to match quantity with quality. As one reviewer said, Jeff Cohen is the Dave Barry of the New Jersey Turnpike. So, Jeff, given you've entertained countless readers, including myself, the first question I want to ask you is, what makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? Oh, boy. Um, The Marx Brothers make me laugh. Mel Brooks makes me laugh. Uh, My daughter makes me laugh. (laughs) Um, Anything that is trying to make me laugh and isn't stupid makes me laugh. (laughs) I I think that's, you know, I'm not setting the bar that high. I wondered when you are writing, do you crack yourself up? Never. (laughs) Is that true? No, you're kidding. I'm not going to fall off the chair laughing at something I said. You know, I know when I hit a good joke. I think the last book that came out was my 26th, something like that. I can quote the jokes that I remember that I think worked really well. If you ask me about the plot, sometimes I have to go back and reread it to remember what was going on. (laughs) Okay, so what were some of those lines that stood out? Oh, well, you know, sometimes you have to have context. But I remember very early on, the first character that I wrote was a guy named Aaron Tucker, who was sort of a better version of me. You know, everybody always starts out writing about themselves, basically. But I used myself as kind of a template for the character because... I never wrote a book before, so I figured maybe I should have something familiar to hang on to. So I had kind of his routine and his circumstances were very similar to mine. He wasn't really me, but still. And uh, at one point he's talking and somehow religion comes up. I don't remember how. And he says, I'm an agnostic. That means I don't believe in God, but I won't say it out loud in case he's listening. (laughs) How do you overlap with that narrator, Aaron? Well, I mean, he has a wife who's an attorney. I have a wife who's an attorney. He has two kids who are a lot younger than mine are now because I wrote that book, got to be 20 years ago. One of his children has an autism spectrum disorder like my son does. And he's a freelance writer, which is basically what I am. I'm, you know, more a mystery novelist now, but I wasn't then because that was my first book. He's me if I have time to think of the joke all the time. (laughs) a wittier version of yourself, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. When you started out writing, did you think, oh, 
I'll write funny books. Or did the humor just crop up and you discovered your voice or your voice discovered you? I think everybody starts writing books because nobody's writing the book they want to read. And I was tired of reading a book and being depressed. Mm. You know, everything's terrible and people are staring out the window thinking about their lives. Um, I don't have a very strongly developed sense of serious. <laughs> I don't think there are enough books that are funny. I went to a thing, an interview one time where Bill Murray was being interviewed. And um, he at one point, I think he was quoting someone else. And he said, if you can do comedy, you must do comedy. Mm. And I thought, all right. There was your mandate right there. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not Bill Murray, but, uh, you know, I, I know how to build a joke. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to switch gears and travel back to your roots in terms of you were born and raised in New Jersey. I was. And you still live in New Jersey. I still live in New Jersey. I have not left the place for more than two weeks in a stretch. So it prompted this question from me, which is if you work for the New Jersey Tourism Committee, <laughs> what would you promote as your state's finest feature or features? Well, the first thing I would do would be to establish a New Jersey Tourism Commission. <laughs> well, you're the head of it now. For a really small state, we have everything you want. We got mountains, we got oceans, we got, you know, the Pine Barrens, we have theater, we have sports. By the way, the New York Jets and the New York Giants, they play in New Jersey. Don't let them lie. <laughs> the world's worst kept secret. Yeah, really. Not to mention also that we have uh, the Statue of Liberty. But what endears me to New Jersey more than anything else, it's not the geography, it's the people who live here. I'm so enamored of my fellow New Jerseyans. We don't do anything slow. <laughs> we speak our national language, which is sarcasm. <laughs> we are better educated. This is statistically true than almost any other state. Hmm. You very rarely talk to somebody from New Jersey and have a boring conversation. Well, you've definitely convinced me. Actually, you didn't have to convince me. I know New Jersey is a beautiful state. So- ask you about one of your series, the Asperger's Mystery Series. It features a protagonist detective mm -hmm. who is a borderline genius on the autism spectrum. My understanding is this is one of the series that's written under your pen name, E.J. Copperman. Why did you decide to write under a pen name? Well, you're making an assumption there that I was the one who did the deciding. <laughs> the publisher asked me to write under a different name were a different series for the Haunted Guest House series, which we were just starting up. They wanted a different name on the cover. Largely, they wanted a different name on the cover because and this is how far back this goes, because the computers at Barnes and Noble were not enamored of the sales numbers on my previous series, which was put out under my name. So if we did it under a new name, I was basically starting from scratch and they would order more books is what it came down to. <laughs> That was why I changed the name, but you sort of misstated it for the Asperger series in that on those books, it's actually attributed to E.J. Copperman and Jeff Cohen. I collaborated with myself. So, of course, it begs the question, what's it like collaborating with Jeff Cohen? Is he easy to work with? Is he a pain in the neck? Does he bring a lot to the party? He never buys iced coffee. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that writing as either one is exactly the same. 
What is your writing process like? Are you a big plotter? Are you more freeform? No, I'm a pantser. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I write by the seat of my pants. I, I basically have a premise in my head and I sit down and write a thousand words a day. And whatever shape those thousand words take will lead me into the next day. Hmm. Do you do a lot of revision? I don't do a lot. I do some. I mean, I'm constantly going back over yesterday's thousand words and fixing all the stuff that I wasn't paying attention to when I was writing at 70 miles an hour. So I'll do that. After the first draft is done, I'll spend probably about a week going back over it and, you know, trying to find all the places where I screwed up. Well, you're a very prolific pantser. I will say that. What do you consider one of your biggest successes as an author? Getting published. Hmm. You know, that's the hard part. Getting somebody to read your stuff and go, yes, this is good. I think we can sell a bunch of books. Here's some money. That's not easy. And a lot of your listeners, I imagine, are nodding their heads right now. Going, yeah, that's hard. And it is hard. And until I had a really good agent, it was harder. But that didn't happen until I was, you know, a number of books in. I just got lucky the first time. Can you talk about how your first book got published? I wrote that book in maybe six weeks. It was really quick. And I didn't know what to do with it because I never wrote a book before. So I showed it to my wife and she said, I think you got something here. And I said, okay, I got online. I got on writersdigest.com and I ran a search in the publishing area for anyone who was looking for a mystery novel. (laughs) I got back 150 names of publishers. And the one thing that a good freelance writer knows how to do better than anybody else is to write a fabulous cover letter. <laughs> so I wrote a really good cover letter for the book. And I said, it's a funny book. And, you know, like it has all these great characters in it. You should read it. Like, here it is. And I sent the cover letter out to all 150 names on the Writer's Digest list. And I got back one response. <laughs> And it said in an email, and it says, you say that your book is funny. I'm having a bad day. If you can make me laugh in the first 10 pages, I'll read the whole book. So I thought, what have I got to lose? So I sent him the first 10 pages. 10 minutes later, I get back an email. I laughed on page three, send me the whole book. <laughs> okay. I will never forget this. It was on a Thursday. I sent him the, the whole file with the whole book in it. Monday, the phone rings. Let's make a deal. Wow. I've been trying to sell a screenplay for 20 years. Couldn't get there. Sold a book in five days. Look, I mean, it's a publisher who is literally working out of his basement in Maryland. Well, no wonder he needed a laugh. I'm saying. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it made it into like actual bookstores and people bought them. And, you know, some of them liked it and others, you know, I hope I don't hear from. So, That became a three book series. And by the time we were done with the three book series, it was getting reviewed in nice places. And people were, you know, it was clear that there was some attention. I wasn't going to make the New York Times bestseller list, but there was some attention. Now, that book was the genesis of the Aaron Tucker mystery series, right? That's right. Which has been called Witty, Wicked and Wise. I'll tell you something. That is my favorite blurb quote of all time, because it came from Larry Gelbart, who was an absolute idol of mine. And... To this day, I think I'm going to have it you know, like tattooed on my body somewhere. You know, I asked you, what do you consider your biggest success as an author? And, and that led to you talking about getting published. What do you consider your biggest success in life? Uh, getting my wife to marry me. <laughs> How long have you been married? In uh, another week and a half, we will be married 34 years. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. 
Well, before I let you go, I do want to ask one last question, which is related to a different genre than the one you're used to writing in. Uh oh. <laughs> if you were going to write a six word memoir, what would it be? Six word memoir. I'm going to give these words because we've been talking about it to my wife. We were having a disagreement about something, and I couldn't for the life of me tell you what it was. But this is where the six word memoir comes from. Incapable of not going for the joke. <laughs> and we're all lucky because of that. Well, I really want to thank you, first of all, for making me laugh. And second of all, for giving me this time. Oh, uh, no. It was a pleasure to be invited and a lot of fun to do. Listeners, if you want to find out more about Jeff Cohen and his books, check out his website, jeffcohenbooks.com. So that's it for this episode of Author, Can I Ask You? Thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you like what you heard, please spread the word and visit me on my website, JoniBCole.com. In the meantime, take care, act civil, and don't be afraid to ask the odd questions.